Hello and welcome to the Anomaly Presents podcast, the podcast about genre movies, the genre movies that inspired a genre film festival, the Anomaly Film Festival. My name is Matt Knotts, and uh, we've got a bit of a Christmas treat for you here today. Uh, if you're familiar with the po- with the podcast and with the festival, you know we have a bit of a love for Christmas. Uh, somehow we always end up with some, some Christmas-related tie-ins during the festival, um, and we wanted to give you a little Christmas gift here. Um, so what we've decided to do is, is we're going to do the movie that has kept Hot Topic open all these years, has kept Spencer's open all these years. It's the Malgoth masterpiece. It's Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, now, I'm, I'm very excited to be doing this. Um, now, I, I want everybody to introduce themselves. And your introductions, what I would like is if you can say your name and then your favorite My Chemical Romance song. Um, there's too many there's how dare many. you try to make me choose <laughs> how dare you listen that was my prime time okay <laughs> clearly you're here to talk about this movie um, so yeah we'll start I, I guess we'll start on the left of the zoom here I think Aaron that would be you hi everybody my name is Aaron Murphy I'm here and queer and i think the song is um that da, 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 that one yeah the band and da, da. that one is my favorite I <laughs> right now. it's been a long day okay <laughs> I just ate eight servings of popcorn and caramel popcorn. And popcorn. Okay, that's the day. But hello, we're here to talk about one of my favorite films. I've tipped my hand. <laughs> All right, I, I guess next, KP. But I'm going to need someone to look up the name of that song. Thank you. you. <laughs> You're never going to know now. Um <laughs> Chris and Paul Pacheco, uh, and like I said, I'm not going to pick up my my uh, my chemical romance favorite song. I love so many of them. Okay, <laughs> the Anomal Dads. Yeah, uh, this is Matt DeTurk. Um, I actually, as usual, with this what we call popular music, don't know <laughs> what we call. I don't. Ripper snappers out there. <laughs> I don't know the titles the of anything. Whatever I, the youths are listening to. <laughs> I've heard the name of this chemical romance. I don't actually think I know the titles of anything, but I can just throw myself in here by saying, but currently I'm reading Fallout Boy fan fiction where one of them owns the Hallmark channel. So therefore... <laughs> is it Pete Wentz? That's got to be Pat that's, Stump. Yes, it is. That's, is, that's correct. It's Pete Wentz? Yep, it is. I would have thought Pat Stump all day long. I know, but he's actually playing in a karaoke bar, playing piano. Anyway, it's a whole thing, but it's been delightful. Audible, and let's just talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, share that with the group. Yeah, (laughs) can't just drop that then walk away. I love it. It's wonderful. It's getting me through this holiday season. So it's lovely. I wish we could have recorded the looks. <laughs> Just the <laughs> confused, oh, oh, perplexed, my, and intrigued stares you got from everyone. When we release this, I'm going to be very good. And I'm going to include a link to that in the uh, podcast episode <laughs> description. If there's not a link, 
Matt didn't send it to me. <laughs> oh, I'll send it. You yeah. should yeah, all love it. It's been delightful. I'm like, if he can't find it, trust me, I'm on the case. Oh, you're oh. all. Oh, no, listen, oh, I'm subscribing to it. It hasn't finished yet. It's still being written. So I get updates every week when it updates. No, it's fantastic. Let's move on to Adam. <laughs> oh, no, I missed something really uh, important. Follow that up. Uh, hi, I'm Adam Lubito. I... I know my chemical romance. I don't know any of them by name in any of their Just songs. Sing it. Just sing it. Oh There's no, da, da. I wouldn't do that to anyone. It's called Welcome to the Black Parade, by the way. I was I missed all of what Matt said because I was busy Googling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in for a treat later when you listen to this back. Yeah, let's oh, damn it. let Aaron know what it was. Oh, well, and Adam, you probably know Gerard Way. He's the lead singer and he is the creator of um, Umbrella Academy. He was the okay. yeah, original comic writer for that. Like I say, I can picture the Blackbird, like the little, it's got the skeleton with the, like, leading the parade logo thing, right? Are you making stuff up right now? <laughs> Isn't that a thing? No, he is real. Yeah, no, it's, it's real. real. It's, like, it's real. There's, it's like a yeah. band leader. Like, yes. <laughs> Gerard Way is real. <laughs> yeah, I was confused there for a second. I was like, Vanessa, who are you asking who's making things up? What's <laughs> you think it's being made anyway? up? Could be any of us. <laughs> This is just the intros. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, Did you just describe an Edward Gray illustration? Or that's like, I mean, it no, kind of looks like one. Oh. It's, yeah, it's the Edward cover Gray of the band. album. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I know things. <laughs> Whipper snapper. <laughs> Meg? <laughs> oh, okay, so I, was, I, was d- I was deep in thought. Uh, hey, I'm Megan Murphy. Um, I mean, I know of chemical ro- <laughs> my chemical romance. I, mean, I know the Black Parade, so... I'm in the middle. Like, I know their song, the song, but not like anything beyond that. Well, I mean, Umbrella Academy is good. So I guess I'm agnostic on my chemical romance. Wow. All I'm saying is don't come for me, okay? I'm on your side, whatever side that is. I think that's actually actually a, a My Chemical Romance song as well. Yeah. Look, I'm like that. Guy and Die Hard, who's like, no, it's fine. I'm just gonna talk to Hans Gruber. It's okay, baby. That was not the same, right? <laughs> um, yeah. First off, he was coked out. I was gonna say he was not sniffing <laughs> enough. Yeah, he was so coked out. He had the confidence of a coked up white man. 80. <laughs> a coked up mediocre white man from the. I, mean, I feel like that's just naturally part of a. There's no other kind. <laughs> There's no other kind. No, it's true. Uh, last but not least, Vanessa. Hi, my name is Vanessa Oogie Boogie Cheeks. Um, I would say that my favorite, my chemical romance song right now is Teenagers because after watching some TikToks, Teenagers straight up scared the shit out of me. So, yeah. I'll co-sign that. I go away. Yeah. Valid. Vanessa had an answer, actual answer and everything. <laughs> um, I had an actual answer. <laughs> Didn't know the title. You had, had to a, do some Googling. Missed you, you part of the podcast. Riddle. You had a riddle. <laughs> I didn't hear her singing it. In, in fairness, we did give Vanessa 28 minutes to research it. <laughs> Clearly see the screen reflected in her eyes. She Googled. <laughs> so the reason I asked about my chemical romance is I feel like this is the the ultimate marriage of goth kids and theater kids. Um it, it's nightmare before Christmas. And, and to open the discussion, uh, I'm going to go with the anomal dads because they they have some memorabilia actually in the shot, more or less. 
as we do this on Zoom. So, <laughs> yeah, Doc Adam. His head. Um, so, yeah, boys, if you want to start talking about why you enjoy this movie, and then we'll kind of go around it and get everybody's thoughts about why they love this film. Um, I feel like at this point, I don't necessarily need to summarize the plot of 1993's seminal classic, <laughs> The Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> um, but um, just to quickly mention that it is about Jack Skellington, who is the head of Halloween Town, and he decides that he's no longer feeling it and accidentally discovers that there are other holidays feeling some ennui oh yeah oh yeah nice that's good Uh (laughs) um so he stumbles upon christmas gets obsessed with it and decides you know what he wants to do christmas but the problem is is that he decides he can do christmas better than christmas can do it and so bad hijinks ensue but lessons are learned i mean there's arguments to be made he's Gave some pretty solid gifts. Well, I mean, this is true. So, but I feel like that spins us into why do we like the nightmare before Christmas? And I feel like without launching into like the history of the making of it, I can just say personally, as a person who really likes Tim Burton's aesthetic, despite the fact that there are, of course, problems with Tim Burton, like that we can get into. Um uh, and as someone who adores Danny Elfman um, and then also likes holidays, loves a good pumpkin time. <laughs> um, this kind of ticks all of the. Oh, oh, sorry. And stop motion animation is the superior art form of all the cinematics. So um, <laughs> this ticks every box for me. Um, and it is uh Absolutely a movie that I understand is a product of its time, had some flaws, understand why people don't like it, but I'm going to go on the record by saying this is one of my top five all-time favorite films. I adore this movie. So yeah, and I would just in time. Like you say, I feel like you did an excellent job summarizing, but yeah, I will just echo that. I feel like the the marriage of Tim Burton's sensibility and uh Henry Selleck direction, mm-hmm. I feel like just elevates it that much more and i feel like that it's like a perfect marriage because mm-hmm. yeah because i i'm hit or miss on tim burton but this this yeah takes all my boxes too i saw it when it was first in theaters wow yeah um because i remember I, and i feel like it took a while for it to get its following because yeah. i remember looking for i bought a toy and i remember buying it off the uh clearance rack at the disney store because yeah. everything was like we need to we can't sell this stuff, so here you go. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, I've been a long-time fan. Around the clearance rack. I know. Yeah, what right? is that concept? <laughs> no, they still are in Hot Topic when they get the sales. Buy one, get one 50% off. Buy one, get one earring. That's going to turn your ear green. Green. <laughs> when they get the new year's worth of merchandise. the, the yeah, just roll it right out. Clearance rack, yeah. So, I've never seen <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen more configurations of pajama pants in my life than for that movie. Listen, the leggings from Torrid, which is technically owned by Hot Topic, it's the best clothes. They got the best clothes for the chunky girls and femmes, anybody out there. The Nightmare Before Christmas leggings are the softest leggings I've ever experienced, and they look dope, okay? Haters beware. I wear them all the time. I get to wear them technically September to January. Come for me. It's a, it's a two holiday film. 
So I'm going to be honest. I'm not coming for your leggings, but I, after revisiting this movie as an adult, was indifferent towards it. Like, I don't know if the magic was just gone for me. Like, we had it on VHS. used to watch it all the time. But I I don't know. I watched it on Saturday and I was like, eh. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, I mean, I'm kind of with KP. Like, I like it. It's fine. It's fine. But like, I feel like it's not something I throw on a lot. There's moments I enjoy, but like all together, it, 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 it's fine. It's not bad. It's not, it's not bad. All right. <laughs> my, my favorite moment. And I told Vanessa this last night, Oogie Boogie song, hands down. Oh, not yeah. only has oh, Santa yeah. been kidnapped, but he's just insulting Santa to his face. Yeah. He's like, you are the guy everyone's making a big deal about? You're mm-hmm. ugly. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Oogie's making some points here. Now, I don't know if it's just style. Like, cause he's oh, got flair. swag, but, like, <laughs> yeah. but I'm like, he's really making sense. Listen, and he's got all his friends inside him. Like, it's a, it's a consensus. All those bugs agree. It's a whoa, whoa, in agreement. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm gonna toss in some quick trivia. There is that. So, Oogie Boogie um, is based on Tim Burton's love of Cab Calloway. Um, oh, which, oh, yeah. And that's which I think makes sense, but also in a very Burton sense of it, it's because he saw old Betty Boop cartoons mm-hmm. that Cab Calloway oh. was oh, doing. He does look like that ghost. Have you ever seen that? Like, some of the Betty Boop says it's like weird. Well, you had that noodle leggy ghost. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had that whole St. James Infirmary one. And yeah. That's, that's oh, literally what this is inspired pa-pow. by. Yeah. Which is funny because now that starts to make sense. <laughs> Earlier today, I watched that holiday movies that made us on Netflix and mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas is on there, right? And so the ending was going to be what the big Scooby-Doo reveal that it was the scientist, right? Was Oogie Boogie, which come on. No, he doesn't have enough style mm-hmm. <laughs> to pull no. that off. But apparently Tim Burton was so mad when he kicked a hole in the wall. They literally cut the hole out of the, because they were in the house where they did this and they cut wow. it out to keep it because he was so get it together he like doesn't show you know they made it seem which is pretty funny because there was there's like a 25 minute thing on youtube where you can watch the making of but that was when the movie came out as opposed to this which is revisiting all these people you know years have gone by and they're a little bit more bitter about the whole experience it seems you know They're not pulling back. Honestly, the writer was my favorite because she just was miserable. The whole oh no! Time. Uh, so what I thought was interesting about that is that, like, so, like again, I love like Danny Elfman's work, but he put uh, either a good amount or a little too much of his soul into this, um, and just started pulling in like everybody who he knew. Like, not only did he like work on like script and lyrics and music and score and orchestrations and arranging and did all the voices in the demo except for Sally. But also like in that case, apparently I'm I feel so terrible. I don't know her name, but the writer's name was his girlfriend at the time. Well, so according to that, which obviously, you know, it's all, her name is Carolyn Thompson. Thank you. So she is the writer of Edward Scissorhands, but she pissed off Tim Burton and had to go away. So they had been friends and then she pissed him off on Edward Scissorhands. And so this job came up and they gave it to Michael McDowell. And then because he died, then they brought her in. And so she wrote it. 
And so her whole experience was that she put it together, but Danny Elfman, like all this was happening and it seemed like most people didn't really have a clue as to what they needed to be doing kind of (laughs) in a way, because there was the woman who kept saying, okay, how many puppet heads do you need? How many of this, how many of that? And people just didn't have an answer for her. So that's when Danny Elfman, he, he says, he was like, well, you know, I can just start. I know the story. I'll start writing the songs. And so he went about it that way. So she living with him, having to hear this and hear him singing it all and asking for, you know, her opinion. That's where she was like, oh, yeah, I can run with this, because then that's when they brought her in after the original screenwriter died. The drama. <laughs> messy. Damn, well, it, messy. So then uh, Carolyn, she got mad because um, <laughs> the director, he he was like, OK, cool. We're going to make some tweaks and changes to this because that's how you have to do it in animation and she was like no you don't do that and so they just they, and it keeps cutting between the two of them where he's oh, like yeah you just you know a couple tweaks he's unbothered and she's like no you don't do that you know? <laughs> Fantastic. Katie, i desperately want to watch this now because i've only watched like yeah like stuff from the time or i've i've been reading about it like through usually through the music angle of it of course yep. so it's coming from like a very much a lens of like the composer side of it but because meg you mentioned drama because like I that's my understanding from again not having seen the same thing that KP saw is that everyone was so bitter by the end of this because of the trouble of production and then the way Disney botched it botched handling it yeah that's right thank you yes yep got it so um is that this is why Danny Elfman didn't score Ed Wood is he and Tim Burton had a falling out and didn't talk for years over and that's the holiday what, movie. Yep, Holy. And, yeah. Like that's why Ed Wood wow. is the only Burton film up until a couple of years ago that Elfman didn't score is because they were so angry at each other. Oh my. I mean, in a way, I guess I understand it. Cause this sounds like it would absolutely become more complicated than you think it would be, mm-hmm. you know, well, like and, it just has all those elements. Yeah. It's like, okay. So it's a musical, but also it's stop motion and not just stop motion, but a very specific like style that everything has to be. I could see that. I could, I could see it. And I guess it's true. Well, and it's hard. I mean, they all knew each other and they all were friends and Tim Burton at the time was doing Batman too. So he wasn't even there. They would just call him in occasionally. Like it was all his character, you know, all of his designs, all of that was his, but they, and this made it seem like he was never there because he was so busy doing Batman 2. Oh my God. He was doing a Christmas movie as well. (laughs) Double Christmas movie. Oh my God. Okay. That was the problem. It was two. two. So Batman Returns? Yeah. Yeah. The Christmas one. Uh oh. (laughs) Quick sidebar. Nightmare Before Christmas or Batman Returns? Batman, Batman Returns. Oh, well, it's going to be Batman Returns. I was say, I'm going to take Nightmare, but like, you know, yeah. like. But I mean, just like, it's like Catwoman's in that. And, and yeah. like, and she, Honestly. And, and she learned how to use a whip real. Like, that's actually her. <laughs> Isn't that Christmas? <laughs> it's Christmas to me. <laughs> the whole reason why I bought this four pack was because of Batman Returns. I, I'm indifferent about Batman Forever, eh, Batman and Robin, and what's Batman? the fourth? Batman. 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 Oh, <laughs> 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 and apparently don't give a shit about Batman. Oh, now um, all I wanted was Batman Returns, and it was $8. And I say, get me. Michelle but, but of course, it's just two different tones of films. Like uh, Nightmare Before Christmas is like kind of wistful and bittersweet. So that's nothing that I'm going to flip on all the time because 
even though it has like a happy ending, it's still very much like I'm having a midlife crisis. What's mm-hmm. my existence worth? You know, it's hard lessons learned. Batman Returns is like, let's throw this baby and it'll be growing. Like penguins will raise it and he's biting off people's like noses. He's a creepy <laughs> fish monster. Yeah, Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer put a bird actually in her mouth. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. A yep. bird in her mouth. The way the baby Jesus intended. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, wait, and, isn't that Christopher Walken? Christopher Walken's in it. Like the... Anyway. Yeah, so coming to the Anomaly Presents podcast 2021 for Christmas, yeah. Batman oh Returns. God. Yeah. Uh, yes, please. Yes, mistletoe we're is a... deadly if you eat it. Can it be like a, a kiss Batman is deadlier if you meet it? Right. I'm just imagining like a Batman Royal Rumble with like those four movies. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. I do own all four of them now, so let's <laughs> do it. It's ready. You want to know what? Let next year let's do the 12 Days of Batman. <gasps> yeah. Sure, yes. we can find 12, 12 at least. Movies. Oh, oh yeah. we can watch oh my god we watched like the, the 1966 film yeah. and then and you can pick a couple episodes from the animated show i'm oh gonna say god. i gotta work in mask of the phantasm oh uh, <laughs> so coming to uh yay! <laughs> 12 days of batman in december next year we're having a brief programming meeting in the middle of our podcast recording <laughs> Uno momento, por favor. We'll be right you. you can't stop inspiration yeah, that's right and you this is a lot of things about us but ah, one thing for sure, sound. we will always show you how the sausage is made. <laughs> always and forever. All the gristle. I literally don't know how not to. <laughs> the all gristle episode of the podcast. <laughs> it's just okay. No, First of all, you knuckles see a line. and ligaments. Okay, nope. You see a line. This is like our family. You see a line, you say fuck the line, and you just jump over well, it. What, yeah. what do you think gristle is? <laughs> Mac, it's a habitual line stepper. I don't understand. A line this is a surprise to you. A um, habitual. Educational, inspirational. Bristle? Yeah. <laughs> All I think of is gravy, and it just it doesn't do well. I just think of the chicken neck and like the giblet. Giblets and gristle are just like I, interchangeable. You to brought me. giblets into this. <laughs> Eat. Is this a Murphy uh, Christmas dinner? <laughs> we're discussing Apparently. <laughs> oh my God. Now I want a Murphy Christmas special. Like just a Murphy no, Christmas. Yes. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. We're on the top. I see Todd. Inner yacht, Todd. I'm in. in. Yeah. Right. 2022 Anomaly Presents. <laughs> The a Murphy very Family Murphy Christmas. Christmas. Again, Wait, does Murphy that mean Christmas. our other brother has to get involved? We'll see. Well, <laughs> Oh, Wait, okay. my question Asians. is, is it several years from now because we have to stop motion animate it to get it? That's what I'm asking because that's really what It'll I look want. like Frosty. Matt, yes. are you volunteering? <laughs> yeah, this is what I want, guys. I found a purpose. My existential <laughs> crisis as Jack Skellington is over. This is it. I'm ready. You're going to stop motion animate a Good. Murphy Christmas special. That's what I want, yes. Yeah. Bad news. Now he's transubstantiated. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's jumped into another timeline. Oh. <laughs> Maybe it's the best timeline this time. See you guys in two years. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to get us through. It's going to get us through the tough times. Or his next leap, he might be in a monkey. Who knows? (laughs) And then he never left. Okay. (laughs) Then he never left home. Sometimes I'll just be talking with Meg because apparently I'm a little bit of a villain. And under my breath, I'll just say, and he never left home. Some respect to Dr. Samuel Beckett's name. <laughs> a little, a bit of a villain. Oh my God. 
Jeez. <laughs> so oh, she's jumping down my throat for talking about gristle. Speaking of Scott Bakula, uh, Nightmare Before oh. Christmas. <laughs> I will say this as someone in the middle of an existential crisis of just ridiculous proportions. This touches a little, it hits a little different watching this movie. I would have preferred to watch Batman Returns. <laughs> I'm probably going to do it tonight um, after we're done recording this because I need some Pfeiffer in my life. Um, life thanks. Life. But life yes. <laughs> but this just yeah, hits a little different um, than it did. Like, Well, I, I watch it like a couple of times a year, honestly, but yeah, I was like, I enjoyed it. I, I I still enjoy it, but I was like, this makes me a little more sad than it normally did. <laughs> I was like, this is too real. I don't like the emotions. This emotions are too sad, too sad. I remember being more happy when I watched this. Maybe it's just a mental space that I'm in. Too goth for me. Too goth today. So now we've been talking about this melancholy here. Let me throw out a, a little fan theory that I've got right now. So is Jack Skellington just Charlie Brown off the corporal plane? <laughs> well, he's got the same head. So hear me out. Thank you. He's got the head. He's got the dog. Mm-hmm. I have a theory here that Jack Skellington is actually Charlie Brown. And we're seeing the sequel to the Charlie Brown Christmas. Is Christmas the football? But here's my question, because nobody likes Charlie Brown. Everybody loves Jack. <laughs> well, this is the, the life development that Charlie has. See, nobody liked Charlie in the world, but when you get to the underworld. You become all dead it's the bizarro that? version. Is yeah, it like his alternate universe version where everyone likes him because he's very successful and charming? The only piece that Charlie Brown can find is in death. <laughs> it's very dark but very true oh, oh my god if you oh. bring up charles schultz right now i'm pretty sure he would tell you that's exactly the case if you've ever read those comics that's the only yeah. place Tar- charlie brown will ever get comfort i have a question how did he get so tall yeah so there's a thing when, when people hit maybe the age of like 10 to 13 the um, puberty? Where, where their bodies start to change <laughs> body starts to change you're gonna have a lot of questions and some people maybe not you vanessa i mean we did go to catholic school and they kind of skip over that i appreciate that you went to catholic school which just means that entire period of your life was just body horror just just four years of the fly i will say public school wasn't much better probably but yeah no, public school is you're going to grow some hair and if you fuck, you'll die. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and a banana and a condom. We didn't even get that. We had, we had a, a very conservative health teacher and it was pretty much the minute you have sex, you will get syphilis and you will die at the same time. Yeah, and you will have a child bad. while you're dying. Oh, we got that. We had and the care around the fake babies. We had to care around the fake babies, the keys that you held in the back. The keys oh, we didn't have crying. money for that. Oh, Catholic school did not spend money on that. We had egg babies. Yeah, they gave us eggs. Oh, they give you eggs. And that wasn't even a health class. That was a Catholic character. I had four husbands. That's how it gets homophobia they were. (laughs) 
I just, I want to take clips from this and just put them together and be like, guess which movie this podcast <laughs> is about? <laughs> that is the way to go. I love it. No, yeah, I, I, forgot, I love it. I, just... I forgot how, oh, puberty. That's how we got here. <laughs> How did we get to the babies that you can see in the back? That's how we all got here. Thank you. So that, yeah, that's how Charlie Brown became Jack. Also, kind of weird, Sally. Um, Moving on. Wasn't that Uh, Oh, oh, because they have uh, the same name. Yeah. All right. See? There's a character called Sally in... Yeah, his sister with the blonde hair. Yeah. Wait, so his sister is the hot form? Is that what we're talking about? What's happening? Okay, first of all, no. No, no, no. This is where the goth theater kid part comes out. Uh Uh-oh. Ah, there we go. It it all gets very twisted and weird because you can't have it. You can't show it at Vertex if it's not. So that's where that comes in. Anyway, I digress. Um, Regional reference. Which, shout out to Caroline because Sally, I don't know if... Google her original design because she looked like a fembot, like literally oh. pointy, oh. like boobs. It was not a look. Uh, <laughs> I I love the design of Sally, like a hundred percent. Love that design. Aaron, I can also see you doing good, like Sally cosplay. Like I can listen. See- <laughs> it's already there. You know how many times I have wanted to. My sensing as a kid, I've wanted to cosplay her. So much, but it is a lot of work. Mm. And <laughs> you know, you know, the world telling your body needs to look a certain way made me like not do it because I my body doesn't look like hers. But now I'm like, eh, fuck that noise. I can do it if I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do it. But thank you I- for saying that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that makes me just want to like execute it like a motherfucker for TikTok for no reason. Like I didn't doesn't need to be Halloween. I can just fucking do it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> coming and yeah but like i'm very depressed that it's not happening until after maybe 2021 yeah. i think one of my favorite parts of the film was sally like yeeting herself out of the window yeah. like, and then just like so i was obsessed with just like the the tactile nature of this movie when mm-hmm. i was younger so like her like shoving the leaves back in her leg i'm like Oh my god, I'm obsessed with leaves now. Sure, yeah. <laughs> my sister and I, every time we had like pea soup or whatever, we would make like frogs breath. Let it go now. I'm obsessed. <laughs> we would latch on to like little bits and bobs of this this movie for no reason whatsoever. But Sally, a favorite. I used to want the thistles to turn into little trees and tell me that the yeah, because it was basically a thistle, what she had that then turned into a tree and caught on fire and was like, oh, my God, a bad omen. Or it was like a premonition, like shit was going to pop off and they weren't listening. Listen, listen to femmes, people. They know what the fuck they're talking about. God damn it. She really was the MVP of this movie. Truly. But, uh, I had the epiphany over the weekend that she is like Eponine because she is like lusting <laughs> after this guy who is just like, you're a good friend. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> not to be negative about their romance her, her boss for you like <laughs> i mean listen i i don't think there's any question in here is that as much as like i appreciate a lot of the themes are revolving around jack um no sally's way too good for him like too let's be honest like, 
I literally, I That's was good. like, you could put Sally's song and Eponine's song back to back and you'd just be fine right there. You just would be good. <laughs> <laughs> same vibes, same vibes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> also, I would like to, of course, just mention, because the internet has been blowing up about the mom in Shit's Creek is also the mom in Home Alone. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. also, also the voice of Sally in the night yeah. for Christmas. So I feel like Catherine O'Hara, MVP of our lives, can do anything. <laughs> right. Also, the mom in Beetlejuice, Christmas, really. Yeah, MVP of Christmas. Yeah, that's also a fair point. Yeah. But we're all like, yeah, respect. I just, like, you know, yeah, I want to shout out to Catherine a, mo- a moment <laughs> of quiet, quiet, uh, you know, contemplation. Because then I'm like, what other, what other movies can I, like every movie I love, basically, give or take, has Catherine O'Hara in it, like 100%. Especially anyone with a creep factor in it. Somehow, I don't know how, but she does creep well. She has creep and grace, like... <laughs> so, I mean, so, like she does goofy kind of well too because of like Mighty Wind and Best in Show. Best in yeah, show. Yes. I love Best in Show. So good. It's that full on SCTV training. <laughs> yep. She Everything. Trained, she trained at Dr. Tongue's 3D House of Acting. <laughs> I'm doing something that's purely visual. <laughs> yeah. If anybody, no one wants, will ever know what happened. Exactly. If, if you want to see the, the origins <laughs> of, of Catherine O'Hara on YouTube, just look up Dr. Tongue's House of, and it will auto populate like five or six different things. <laughs> Um, Dr. Tongue's House of Cats is pretty good. Um, there was a House of Pancakes once, right? Dr. Tongue's House of Pancakes yeah. is excellent. What'd you say, Vanessa? I said, does this have to be safe searched on Google? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> not the thing we're talking about, but I can't it's, guarantee there's not another Dr. Tongue. It's not me there. looking for fanfic, Vanessa. Okay. <laughs> You're safe. <laughs> so not to get not to, to get get too deep in the weeds because we don't want to get distracted. But um, <laughs> laser focus. <laughs> what is what is laser focus? Us. So on SCTV, there was a uh, a horror host who's played by Joe Flaherty. SCTV. Do you know SCTV, Vanessa? Is it like the Canadian SNL? Nailed it. Yep. Yeah. So Joe Flaherty played this like horror host, and he would always throw to these movies, and they were always like the most bargain basement, terrible looking horror movies and it was always john candy and eugene levy uh in the leads uh and it was dr tongue and bruno bruno was a hunchback dr tongue was just basically like a really bad vincent price impression um i co-sign that yeah so there was like and every time it was always a 3d movie and the 3d effects would be he'd just hold something up and push it up to the camera Listen, Mellonville didn't have a lot of money. It was a local TV station. They're doing their best. Their news anchor is also Count Floyd. Yeah. yeah. That, his his oh. night job is the horror host. It's it's excellent. So yeah. It's fantastic. And it's always Catherine O'Hara is the the you know damsel in distress in these movies. Um and she plays the best like 50s bad B movie damsel in distress it's hysterical there's a lot of screaming and it's hilarious to watch her not break in every single scene uh, unbreakable except the sally but even then she's not breakable because you can put her back together so truly she is unbreakable humpty dumpty indeed put themselves back together <laughs> This has she been a, show, long, a long year, y'all. Than all the Kingsmen did that, but that's okay. 
Well, actually, no, they didn't. They couldn't. Nope, they couldn't. <laughs> That's the whole point of it. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's the whole story right there. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it's a long year, and it's so hard to stay on topic. Well, What's I'll bring, topic? Kind of, I'll, I'll bring us kind of back, because I just did some, my brain was thinking. Uh, Thank you, KP. <laughs> so, KP's fanfic corner right here for a real quick second. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was looking up Nightmare before Christmas fanfic earlier today. And one of the things that caught my eye was the crossovers. Apparently, like, I don't know if the resurgence must have been at the same time that Teen Wolf was on. So there's a ton of those. But uh, Matt saying something about peanuts made me look. There is one story on fanfiction.net where Linus meets the Pumpkin King while he's waiting. (laughs) Oh, that almost makes sense, actually. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. So what if to you? (laughs) What if the great pumpkin is actually Charlie coming back from the grave to visit his friend? (laughs) Like that's why he doesn't come at first because he ain't dead yet. First of all, we need to stop. Oh no. (laughs) Why are we making this sadder? <laughs> Why do we keep doing this? Because Epi ghost story. He's visiting his friends. There you go. He is free. Exactly. He's he's free of this morph. And he's plane. a king. Okay, he's a king. It's true. Thank Here's God for Lucy. I have a football. Now okay, it's your no, turn. Right, well, that's actually how it happens. He's 21. They go back for the, the high school reunion. He goes to kick the football. He falls right on his neck. Oh God. Yes, oh my God. Lucy's in prison for man. <laughs> that is worth it. It's worth Lucy it. Lucy goes she, away. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she's, she, goes she down spent some time in the Huskow. And then the next Halloween, he comes back as the Great Pumpkin. I love this. I, this I think is great, this is actually. actually yeah. Way better is, than, yeah. yeah. We've already written some... I'm sorry, I'm pretty sure I can 100% misheard every fucking word that came out of your mouth. Vanessa, can you say that one more time for the people sure. in the back? For the people in the back, repeat your entire fucking sentence. I said, said, did anybody have the hot for Jack Skeleton? Did anybody? Her eyes are covered. She can't even look at herself in the the monitor. I feel like it's a personal confession. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a question. journalism goes sometimes you gotta ask a little roundabout version of the question that that was beautiful (laughs) I don't even know if the truth is I can't I'm learning new things about you today (laughs) I'm gonna defend Vanessa here (sighs) Paul Lanky goth guys Oh, lanky goth guys. Yeah, basic white boys. That's yeah, that checks a lot of your boxes. You know what? I'm walking away from that. I just touch it. Walk the fuck away. Nope. Because that shade was burning hot. I'm gonna mute myself. (laughs) You don't have to answer this question, Vanessa, but how many chain wallets are in your past? Every single one. That's what that answer is. Listen, yeah. 
limited options at Catholic school on how to express yourself. So chain wallets are where it's at. So what we're saying is it was just me. Okay, that's fine, guys. All you had to say. <laughs> you, knew, you knew it wasn't me. You knew it wasn't me. <laughs> I almost said the words, maybe this is the wrong crowd for this question. <laughs> no, this is the right crowd, but yes. I'm still going to roast you. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you got a couple people. I'm sorry, Vanessa. I'm a coward. KP came in and I walked away. I couldn't. <laughs> no, I was like, oh, no. Oh, no, she's got... She's got a whole toolbox and I can't compete against this. And I just took off. Vanessa, I guarantee there's somebody at home who is like, hell yeah. See, and if that person is listening, just DM me so I know I'm not alone, okay? <laughs> One, God bless you. <laughs> Two, oh, Vanessa needs to hear. You know, fuck. No, I get it. I get it. That's right, KP. I understand. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> They're skinny and they're broken. <laughs> I just want to. Wow. I just learned. Just want to show them the light. <laughs> I just learned brand new things about my sister. <laughs> and come at me. I'm not coming at you, okay? Because listen, we all have our things. Kate I Blanchett. have many things. Kate Blanchett. Paper. Stuff. I'll, I'll, I'll also oh. include a link about what episode I'm referencing for Aaron. Yeah. KP <laughs> hey, agreed with me. It wasn't just me. It's yeah, no, older. but I'm focusing on you because this is a sister thing. It's the swagger, <laughs> baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If you recall, that was like 100% consensus for everyone in the room. It Thank was. you. Yeah. Check, check, yeah. check. <laughs> yeah. She can break me. All okay. right. You know what? I don't have to put that link anymore. You've basically experienced what we did. <laughs> yeah. But oh, I don't wait, want no, Jack Vanessa. Skellington to break me because I'll break him on accident. <laughs> well, that's part of the danger. <laughs> He's fragile. He's <laughs> fragile. He's put together by magic. From the- <laughs> no, wait. no, Vanessa. What did I, you say? I said I was thinking about Kate Blanchett with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's whip. <gasps> hey, we have to continue. Vanessa, <laughs> we're not done yet. <laughs> Anyway, Please. that was the episode. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> I can't even breathe. My chest yeah, is suffocated. I got plans itself. for the rest of the night. It's fine. 87% of the podcast just went, uh, I got to go. <laughs> if you're listening, you can pause until you collect yeah. yourself. <laughs> we have to continue yeah. and look each other in the face. <laughs> the mouse does not abide. <laughs> Just like every good Christmas. Now we all just have to sit here embarrassed looking at each other. <laughs> that time of night, y'all. <laughs> and I don't have any eggnog with rum in it to help smooth it over. This is a stone cold silver. <laughs> yep. That is that is a thing. Um, hey Matt. Yes, Matt. Do you want to talk about the music for a little bit? <laughs> oh God, yes, please. Oh God. Yes, talk please. about another skinny white broken man. <laughs> He literally was. <laughs> um, so Danny Elfman wrote this as his first musical after having written um, a whole lot of songs for Oingo Boingo. But the reason that this was so intensely personal for him, besides the fact that he felt like he was still very new to the world of film scoring and musicals and movies, is also this was the point where he had been with Oingo Boingo for over a decade and he really wanted to leave and break up the band. Um, but also 
you know, six other people depended on him for their livelihood. And so he felt like he wanted to do something new, but didn't know if he could let go of the thing that he had been doing for the rest of his life that everyone knew him for. So therefore, he found Jack incredibly personal (laughs) in his story narrative, uh, which is, again, why he ended up, uh, you know, being the singing voice of him as well as writing all the songs for it. But I think that the thing that uh, Disney went on sort of the record about with this is that um, they were very much in the Alan Menken era in the early 90s. And so they were very much in the, I shouldn't say just the Alan Menken era, I should say the Menken Howard Ashman era, <laughs> because Howard Ashman just as much, if not more of a driving force there. But so they were all doing big Broadway stuff. And this was not big Broadway. This is Danny Elfman doing a goth operetta. <laughs> and this has almost twice as many songs in it as any of the Mencken Ashman stuff. Um, This has technically 11 songs in it, plus an entire thematic underscore in a shorter runtime than any of the other animated films. It's almost wall to wall music. So um, it continued Disney not knowing what the hell to do with it. But also in that case is one of the other reasons why Elfman got so mad about this is because in all the early trailers and teasers, Disney didn't mention it was a musical. They purposely downplayed it. They didn't actually say that there were any songs in it because they were afraid of alienating people from it. And that pissed the hell out of Danny Elfman, who'd poured his heart and soul into it. So clearly Disney was afraid of what everyone, how everyone was going to react to it. Cause this wasn't released as a Disney movie. Right. This was touchstone because they thought it would be too scary. So apparently this, this movie just baffled Disney mm-hmm. when it was coming out. And that's the other thing is that like, what's also, what's insane about that is that like, so, cause Burton was developing it while he was at Disney as an animator, but then he left and made Batman huge hit and then Edward Scissorhands huge hit. And so Disney was like, we want Tim Burton. Look, we own this property. So they were like, great, let's get him in now for this. But then didn't know how to handle a Tim Burton stylized film. It's just, it's baffling. What's his face was in charge of that time. And he was just fucking up left and right. Not, I mean, off the record legally, I didn't stay the statement. (laughs) In that, in that, um, Netflix thing, they say that they showed a test audience of kids and that the kids, like whatever the reaction was, they were like, okay, so this isn't for children. So then they were, that's why they, well, that's what they say that they put it with touchstone because they said, okay, we need to go for an older crowd. But I mean, I feel like, I mean, I watched it as a kid. (laughs) I I think certain kids do really have an interest in creepy, crawly horror things that are kid friendly. And I think that that movie is that. And I think that that's like, absolutely. Cause that I think comes back to that question of, I understand that like, just like adults, all kids are different, but I feel like the Hollywood idea of what a kid's movie is and what all kids want to see is completely fucked. Like, yep. it, I just, I feel like there's just as much room for kids to see like my neighbor Totoro as there is for them to see, you know, minions. So I, I just, yeah, that, that sensibility continues to baffle me because also like people talk about, they were like on one hand, they're like ghostbusters is for kids. And other people are like ghostbusters isn't for kids. And I think that discussion is fascinating because I don't have the answer for it, but I also think so many kids come to so many things at different times. And we know for a fact from all the horror discussion that everyone has that one horror movie you saw when you technically were too young to see it, but it's like something that's influential and like very personal. So 
I watched this in the last day or so. And as I'm watching it, I have a five-year-old and I'm like, he'd never sleep again. <laughs> really? Oh, oh, because of like the clown without the face. And I was the, just going to say, the red, the clown without a tearaway face. The, mm-hmm. the red eyes under the, the, and the, and the wolf face and the, and the vampires. I don't get it. What's just, the scary part? Just the first <laughs> Let's be honest with each other. He was scared of the curious George Halloween special. <laughs> <laughs> This not not his jam. Um, a gentle soul. Yes. <laughs> all gentle. yes. Also, all different types. <laughs> I saw Blockbuster. Or I saw Ghostbusters. I think when I was four or five, and I got grounded for calling one of my friends' dads a dickless wonder. So there's. That. <laughs> okay, um, how else he gonna learn? Yeah. <laughs> I bet he was one. <laughs> I, I, there was a reason for it, I suppose. I maintain the truth of that statement. Children <laughs> are truth speakers and seers. I stand by that. 37 years later. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, fuck that guy. I don't even know him, but I'm he's with you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's it's interesting to see when kids come to it um, and, and have have we seen as, as time goes on, or, or do we know if kids are starting to pick it up or do we know if it's just, you know, the rest of us weirdos who are out there buying pajama pants and Bradford reserve cuckoo clocks and shit. I, I mean, think- Disney did move it under the Disney brand now. Yeah. I did it. It's under Disney. I mean, I think it's like a Christmas story where it's just uh, everywhere. Like there's kids who are familiar with the basics of nightmare before Christmas. We haven't seen it. The lines. Well, <laughs> Before this world, the lines to see Jack and Sally at Disney World during the um, because they only bring them out during the holiday parties that you have to spend extra money for the line. If you don't get there when you walk into the park to get into the line, you're going to be wearing waking, waiting hours to meet the characters. And that's basically driven by young kids and then like adults who are coming in there to see them because of their nostalgia of the movie. But yeah, so Jack and Sally are very popular with. I think some of it is, I think that's twofold, right? So there's kids that are obsessed with five nights at Freddy's and like, (laughs) and then there's that's real. You know what I mean? Where it's like, and maybe they just recognize the characters and don't understand the actual context of the horror. Mm -hmm. But when I was out of high school, there was a girl who used to, babysit like a three-year-old and now you hang out on her at her house all the time and that look every single day he wanted to watch nightmare before christmas and he knew all of the words so it just depends on the kid some some kids just gravitate towards some of that stuff exactly i I was so freaked out saturday with the baby with the the kid with the sewn eyes i I ain't about that life (laughs) (laughs) well i would say jack is like the level of the grinch now in that as a uh, holiday icon that is almost removed from his context. Like, you know, yeah, same thing. Like you don't have to know who he is to uh, wear a sweater with his face or you, you understand he is of, oddly enough, I would say more of Christmas than Halloween. If I look at like where the, like, like where the Jack excitement becomes in the year, you know? Yeah. Mm. I think with that, exactly. Mike, that comes back to the discussion of like, where do you, what time of year do you watch this movie? I don't care. Watch it whenever the hell you want to watch it. But like, I think that we see just generally less people trying to bring Christmas into Halloween season and more people trying to bring spooky times into the Christmas okay, season. Okay, because here's the thing. 
the Christmas people know not to step to the Halloween folks. Okay, <laughs> they're scrappier. Like I'm, that's the thing. Like, listen, I, I love, I, I like Christmas too. It's fun. It needs to be spookier where you need to keep your hands off of Halloween because we're already losing days, attrition, days and days until they put the stuff up anyway. Uh, we won't stop though, okay? We're not going to give up, okay? You Christmas bastards. <laughs> Here's the thing. Look into Victorian Christmas because that shit's creepy as fuck. Yes, what yeah. I'm saying. Put the spooky in the Christmas. Keep the Christmas out of the spooky, Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's still, I mean, like, it's not like obviously like a revolutionary opinion, but that's why I still, one of the reasons I think I really like, you know, Dickens in like the Christmas Carol is a ghost story. Like, I'm like, I, I wish that we leaned more into the fact that like, this is literally about a whole bunch of ghosts haunting a dude. Like, that's, that's why Scrooged is a stone cold Christmas classic. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's legit spooky as hell. Like a little yeah. mouse pushes a golf ball out of a corpse's head. I saw that movie far too young. I had nightmares about getting burned. I had nightmares about getting cremated. Yeah, he looked like this is pretty impressive. Nightmares about being cremated. I also had nightmares. I also hated going into elevators because I was worried there's gonna be a tall guy with yeah. things. And I had I got scared of cloaks. People in cloaks. <laughs> well, Aaron, see, here's I was worried that there's gonna open it up to like faces so going. Faces. But they were so festive at the end. But here's what I'm saying, right? But then it's doing its job. It's scaring you into being a good person. Yeah. Yep. It didn't work. I tried to stop myself from saying No, it. no, when you were younger, you said you were scared of elevators, and now I find out it's just because you didn't live a morally pure life. <laughs> and I was claustrophobic. You were afraid of ghosts. And it's setting on fire and me getting cremated. Because cause you're bad. <laughs> I would have to worry about that if you weren't Frank Cross. And I was scared of someone sticking me by my neck out a window yeah. and holding me there. Yeah, and if you're a bad person. Murder little old women with advertisements, Aaron. Yeah, that's true. Did you, Aaron? I did not murder. I did not. You <laughs> can't even get through it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Beep, beep. Is that a bus? <laughs> it's they the found themselves gun. there. Matt, Which stop the recording. Cool. We've gotten too much admission here. Like, who oh, saw yeah. it coming? Oh, no. All this kid, all this has got to go. Vanessa, stop the feed. You're out. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, Get no, my sister. <laughs> well, I'm not getting that fed job now. <laughs> They're on to you. They're on to me. Um, God, I forgot what I was going to say. Shit, I can't imagine. It's, gone. <laughs> it's out. It's gone. But, would, would you oh, like Muppets oh. Christmas Carol. Yes. Yeah, what about it's it? It's the best Christmas Carol, I think. It is. Yeah. Oh, oh wow, Vanessa was just about to be like, whatever comes out of your mouth next better be nothing but like, it's amazing. Oh my God. Oh, I just saw like two roads diverge in the woods. <laughs> but a Muppet Christmas Carol is the best Christmas Carol movie, in my opinion. It is hands down phenomenal. Not just because it's fucking puppets. The puppeteering. <laughs> First off, the costumes, the set design. No, that's not what we're here to talk about. But well, I mean, Gonzo Wait, can we though? Because like, I'm happy to. Like, this is Gonzo fine. I'm ready. is the best Charles Dickens, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Charles Dickens was absolutely some sort of whoever, space creature. Whoever was like, yeah, let's just do Gonzo and Rizzo. Yeah, Rizzo oh. in there too. Oh, a genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like, Rizzo <laughs> knows the streets. Like he could be a Victorian like uh, scamp. 
Absolutely. Yeah. He's like, no, I know how to survive here. I'm like, yeah, he does. Cause well, family. Street urchin. Yeah, it that's is- it. That's perfect. <laughs> it is <laughs> not a brat urchins. It is not Christmas until I've watched Nightmare Before Christmas, mm-hmm. A Muppet's Christmas Carol. Got good music too. Paul Williams. Scro- Paul Williams, yes. Christmas or um, what do we just talk about? Scrooged. Because now I watch it because I force myself to watch it. So I'm gonna remind myself that all of this is fake. It is not real. I do though cry still when he talks about stapling the fucking antlers to the mouse's head. <laughs> Have you tried stapling them? <laughs> Have you tried stapling them? And and the Santa Claus. Those. It's not Christmas till that happens. Bad guy, everybody. <laughs> I hate it. I love him so much. And I still, and of course I cry when he, when the guy freezes to death, like that, duh. But like mostly when the mouse almost gets stapled. Yeah. Yeah. Human death. But (laughs) (laughs) this is all good. This is all fine. I'm definitely not getting that. I I have a bit of news. Um, I might've put a little quiz up on my uh, Twitter about skinny goth guys hell yeah or no thanks right now with with nine votes it's 67 point it's 66.7 percent in favor of skinny goth guys so we've got some like live feedback going on yeah guys so like you know chill that's skinny (laughs) guys who are alive and not a skeleton with a stop motion character I'm just I don't understand the like argument. A and a half higher. I don't understand. I don't That's right. Well, we still have time. I'm leaving it for a day. Awesome. <laughs> Vanessa, go vote. <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, no, no, I no. That's the first vote on there. <laughs> the first vote on it. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm doing I'm I'm diligent in my research. This isn't about personal feelings, it's about the truth. <laughs> Gotta get to the bottom of it. Yeah. Eh, bottom. Sally is slightly <laughs> attractive, but not horrifically. <laughs> but listen, that ties into what I told you in 2008 when the height of this was happening. They did Nightmare Revisited, which is a perfect time capsule of covers of rock bands that and oh, were popular at the so time, good. right? So you, Danny Elfman comes back and has stuff on there, but you have Marilyn Manson, you have Flyleaf, you have Corn Rise Against, but Amy Lee sings Sally's song and my angst-filled self who had a crush on her definitely had that on repeat. <laughs> Feeling feelings. Thank you for making the question official. <laughs> the actual anomaly. Tw- okay, all right. You're all right, welcome. Okay. This is serious now. I got gotcha. you. All right. This is it. This is, it. This this is, is important. Thing. Anomaly. So, don't play no games. The next no. 24 hours are really, really important for me on a personal level. Everybody. I mean, you'll, you. By the time you're hearing this, it'll be over. It'll be over. It'll, it'll be over. And people are either wrong or right. <laughs> KP, what percentage of your eyes were covered by bangs at that point in your life? <laughs> I tried real hard, but my mom wouldn't let me. <laughs> Denied um, bangs. Damn it. This much. And I constantly got yelled at um, for getting my hair out of my eyes. And I was called a shaggy dog. <laughs> By a teacher. So thank you, public school. That makes sense. Teachers are, are awful like that sometimes. <laughs> But that's okay because I kept them bangs because no bitch is going to hold me down. Goddamn right. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to give the nightmare before Christmas this. It really like is a conversation starter. 
If you want to talk to your kids about puberty, start with the nightmare before Christmas. Yeah, you can just jump right on through to midlife crisis. You can just zip, zip, zoom right through that. You got to lay the groundwork. It's got to be a double feature. It's got to be Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh, God. Then Nightmare Before Christmas. And then Great Pumpkin. Yeah. I, and then I just, I'm not going to not think that now. At the end, you just go, the story of Jesus. And walk out of the room. <laughs> Drop it and walk away. Yep. Um, Never explain why. <laughs> I've given you everything you need. <laughs> You're in the tablets. You just have to, you just have to use the hand peeping stone. <laughs> translate it. Are. <laughs> uh, so I have an, a somewhat related question for the group, which Bullshit. is so. Um, <laughs> Related to what? No, I, uh, that's a fair point. That's why I was like somewhat related. I cannot <laughs> wait for this. No, so is that so? This is Burton produced, Selleck directed, and then the two of them then paired up again to do James and the Giant Peach, mm-hmm. also for Disney. So I was just curious terrifying. about how the group felt about that adaptation. James and the Giant Peach is fucking terrifying. Loved it. You don't like the Spider Lady? Fuck off with that. Uh, she's Too French, right? She has shit. like a beret. Fuck that noise. Well, she's yes. French. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> she's a sophisticated spider lady. Maybe she's that's where my fear of race started. I don't know. <laughs> how could you, you be scared? Hello. I am French with a beret. And then with like the cloud and the storm, that was real scary. So then I didn't like clouds for a while. It's like, why now? <laughs> the best part is, you know what we're gonna do. So this is a little too too scary for kids, right? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna take Tim Burton and combine him with Roald Dahl. Yep. Like, well come known on. for calm stories for children that definitely won't mess you up for the rest of your life. <laughs> and you know, you know what I learned that Roald Dahl like also wrote other stories that I'm like, oh, I liked other stories by him. So let me read this other book called Skin. Don't do that when uh. you're like 11. <laughs> I hope no 11 year olds are listening to this <laughs> at this point <laughs> fuck um because then all of a sudden you read a story about people lighting back tattoos and then peeling skin and then making it into um canvases and then that sticks with you for your entire life so now every time you see a back tattoo you think <laughs> like a law and order svu episode what <laughs> holy jesus i was gonna you say think- we've seen that episode of hannibal <laughs> you think why would someone want to make a canvas out of that and that literally goes to my head all the time it's Roald Dahl's fault and then I think back to James and Jen Peach and how it scarred me and how actually creepy Charlie and Chocolate Factory is and isn't he Irish (laughs) (laughs) what What does that have to do with anything (laughs) my people Irish my people because I'm Irish do nothing but fuck me up all the time with stories and tales and songs all they do is just like fuck you up that's all uh, i can't yeah, escape my british he, he was welsh well okay never mind okay welsh and a complete anti-semite so you know yeah. oh, that dude yeah. he was a, a terrible human being his family just oh. apologized for him for how, like like how long has it been since he died that's what we're talking about yeah no shit didn't know that oh, yeah, your is. family has to apologize for you decades after you die it has been yeah. 30 years since he's died yeah I promise, no so matter how doing, villain I am, we're all doing fine. We are all doing point. fine. <laughs> don't worry. I'm never going to apologize for you when you all die decades before me. Also, I don't <laughs> KP's look of incredulous surprise. <laughs> I said I 
wouldn't. Because we're getting record. We're recording this. You never <laughs> let yourself get caught on film. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, this isn't anything I'm going to do. I just, I just know. <laughs> Wait, did you also have a thistle that was like of each of our deaths burning up in like a Christmas I, tree? Is that... I don't want to ruin the surprise. How do I go? Oh, <laughs> What'd you say? Sweetie. How do I go? I want to be well prepared and well dressed. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Don't, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't let anything less happen. Okay. When If you ever say, if on a random day I call you and say, Vanessa, dress well today, you'll oh know. Oh my God. It's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's okay. a Theo. She's always dressed nice. Yeah, the only time it's going to be a problem is if it's a sneak attack. Like, <laughs> well, if I call you in the middle of the night, knowing you're in your gym jams. Yes, I call Jammy's gym jams. If you're in your gym jams, I am then gonna just know that I know something's coming for you. So. Well, I'll just have to put the robe on. All right. <laughs> you know, I feel like this really like reflects the uh, the mood of a nightmare before Christmas. You know, a little scary, a little melancholy, a little bit about death. And beyond. And a surprise, like a gift. Wow, Megan. <laughs> nice try. Nice try. Oh, I think it, I don't think I, it was just a try. I think, you know, thank you. Success. Bing, bing, bing. <laughs> I feel like that wrapped it up really, really well. Thank that you. That was good. That was thank excellent. you. Anyone else have any, I, I hate to bring this to an end. <laughs> no, you know, you're like, get um, these wait fuckers a second. out. Okay, uh, I have 16 votes right now. Okay, I don't like this. <laughs> because now it's only 62.5%. Hell yeah, skinny goth guys. And I'm getting worried. Because the truth is coming out. Six and a half percent off. <laughs> It'll be fine, though. The f- I have jokes. trust in the future. Nothing I would also that. like to say that the mayor of Halloween Town is also somebody that I appreciate on many levels because on a dime, I could be super happy and then like, Aah! so um, <laughs> love him, love him. Existential <laughs> panic. Yeah. He's in chair mood. And I need to, I, I feel like I am the, me- like, <laughs> have to have the megaphone to air my grievances very loud. <laughs> <laughs> It's Otho from Beetlejuice, isn't it? Yes, if we if we were a Nightmare Before Christmas character, who would we be? He does have the little spider like tie. It's so classy. It's like, yeah, it work. The screaming Wait. Greg Proops clown would be me, I think. <laughs> oh, are we answering this question for real? You can if you want. Yeah, why like, not? Two people have answered it, so. Oh shit! Two pound four to go. Well, I had two, two, not, I'm not them, but two favorites. <laughs> I was like the, the, the sea creature and mm, yes. the grown up uh, Pugsley. He <laughs> 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 was just so round. <laughs> I, I, I'm not them, but I love lock shock and barrel in this like i just well the traveling i mean yes of course like that's the thing but like traveling by bathtub like listen like they're like we got a plan but it's not necessarily exactly what everyone else wants to do but we're just gonna do it anyway i just they're i love them they're so stupid and evil and wonderful you have to be super special to be the chaos in one of halloween town and that is them so yes i love it i love it for you 
I, I feel I kind of feel like I'm the Easter Bunny who's like, what the hell is happening? Like, this doesn't involve me. But some weird shit is happening somewhere how I, around. How did like I end Jason. up in this sack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hell is happening. You got the wrong asshole, asshole. Yeah. I like to think and this is going to probably come out of left field. But, you know, the the. Um, the evil doctor when he creates the new lady that looks just like him mm-hmm. at the very end. I think I'm her because she a fancy bitch. She got like a <laughs> she got like a fur coat and she be rolling up and she's gonna be doted on and shit. He created a wife that will eventually kill him for his money. Exactly. Yeah. Which I'm impressed. He's gonna mm-hmm. find himself in front of and underneath yeah, it's, a bus. It's you. It's you, Aaron. I'm proud of you. She had that cool ass coat on, so I'm here for it. They, yeah, I would say I'm not sure. Yeah, if I am them, but my favorites I would say are the zombie ghoul with the axe in his head. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. yeah, and I also love the vampire doll that torments children. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's me. <laughs> that, that tracks. <laughs> that one actually tracks. <laughs> Wow, this is, uh, this is deep. This is deep, y'all. I love us. Hopefully, this doesn't make me sound like an awful person. I think this is really going to take my oh, character under it's review. Too, it's too late. Like, what episode are we on? <laughs> it's just going to say, yeah, Matt, Matt. I so yeah, I'm in Matt as as someone who I feel like I've been having an existential crisis since I was 11. So I'm curious who you then relate to about this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know that I relate to anybody in this movie. Mm. <laughs> there huh. it is. Mm. He's so good because he's too cool for school. Yeah, <laughs> I gotcha. I'm far the opposite of that. I, I don't I don't know. He's eating those uh, Auntie Anne pretzels outside of the hot topic, judging everyone who goes in. <laughs> hot topic. Yeah. Washing it down with that orange Julius. Uh, that's true. I had the orange huh. Julius over at Zoomies. Hungry now though. <laughs> No, I want Annie Ann's pet, so I want things I can't have right now. I'll go with the dog. <laughs> zero? Not even zero. Just like I'll go with the, the dog. dog. <laughs> when I was a ghost dog. <laughs> wow, yes, brought it back. Yes, that's the end. <laughs> Join the dog parade. Megan, <laughs> oh. I did it at the same fucking time. I love KP looking like she just like swallowed a lime. Like she just... <laughs> that was She's like, how fucking dare you? How dare a romance oh in such a disrespectful way? You yeah, no, no, that's pretty funny. No, that's good. <laughs> it's like sibling brain, sibling brain at work. Like. <laughs> I respect the sibling brain. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now I just got, and my father barked at me. Oh, God. This is oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Guys, you ready night. for the musical episode of this podcast? We can't afford it. Oh, no. No no no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is a fundraiser. Everyone keep it. Keep it in. No, you'll have I to can't. pay for us singing. <laughs> hi, 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 Mr. Way. Th- this is the Anomaly Film Festival. We don't <laughs> mind if we did a completely canine themed version of the black parade um no. hello we'll work on it we'll work on it no i have this okay this is it. we get in touch with elliot page 
Elliot Page becomes my partner. We then get in touch with. <laughs> so I feel we like then get in touch with him. That- anomaly. No, 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 no. I feel like you have like a personal reason for this. The amount of wish fulfillment too- that's happening right now. Forte <laughs> no los dos. Okay. Nope. Then we get in touch with him. Then we get the rights to do some Umbrella Academy shit. Then we also get to sing this song full K9, uh, full circle. Yeah. We're done. Can we do the sequel to Galoshes Brigade? Oh my God. What what time is it? Oh my God. Erica had the heist voice on. She had the heist voice on. She was like, we're going to be scamming people. I, I was visualizing a montage, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I get to date Elliot Page. Like, it would be fucking phenomenal. Look up their Instagram picture for most recent. He looks fucking hot. But anyways. <laughs> So, as you're no doubt aware, this has been the Anomaly Presents podcast. <laughs> Surprise! I'll mute myself. It's um, I'm I'm afraid to ask this question. Any other final thoughts before we close up the the doors on Halloween Town for this year? Nope, I'm jumping through. Goodbye. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I, w- I would apologize, but I'm not sorry for anything. Goodbye. <laughs> Blame the seven servings of popcorn. <sighs> I think that the, the, the swamp monster is a gateway drug to the monster from that water sex movie shape of water <laughs> i can't i can't get started if you I, this, if I want to talk about embarrassing crushes that'll be my episode yeah but guillermo del taro worked very hard to make him a sexy fish yeah this will be the cover of the podcast it's usually it's usually a poster or something that deals with the movie but it's just gonna be this <laughs> yeah in the most respectful way, Doug Jones. Oh, no. With all ass. respect, Hong Kong. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Matt, wrap it up, please. All right. So from our dysfunctional family to yours. Um, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll, we'll see you soon. Take care. Hong Kong. We love Say you. Bye. <laughs>